1: Hi everyone,
2: this is Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Nutrition Diva fan Meg writes in, Will you do an episode on the macrobiotic diet? Is it a healthy way to eat? Can it really help beat cancer? The owner of my local health food store swears by it. So here's the episode you requested, Meg. So what is a macrobiotic diet? The term macrobiotic is used to describe a whole philosophy of living and eating that is said to maximize one's life force, prevent and heal diseases, extend the lifespan, and promote spiritual well-being. The system actually encompasses a lot more than just diet, extending to personal hygiene, exercise, even the clothes you wear. But in today's show, I'll focus on the dietary advice. Now, there are a lot of variations on the macrobiotic dietary philosophy, but most of them recommend a diet that's based on brown rice and other whole grains, vegetables, especially sea vegetables, legumes like soy, and herbal tea. Small amounts of nuts and seeds are allowed, and once or twice a week you get a small amount of fish or chicken, although many people who practice macrobiotics are vegetarian or vegan. Not included in the macrobiotic diet are red meat, eggs, dairy products, refined grains, sugar, any processed foods, caffeine, and alcohol. The whole system is based on a notion of balance. And because this system has its roots in Eastern philosophy, this is usually expressed in terms of yin and yang, two opposing and complementary energies that are said to exist in all living things. Often, yin is described as the feminine energy and yang as the male. This idea of yin and yang is hard to translate into Western terms, and even harder to evaluate in terms of the Western understandings of physiology and biochemistry. For example, a food that is said to be cooling doesn't necessarily have a measurable effect on body temperature or metabolism. And there's really no way to measure a food's or a person's yin and yang energy using any of the tools employed in Western science. So, I can't really say much about that particular aspect of the philosophy, but here are the pros and cons of the diet viewed through the lens of Western nutrition. Let's start with the pros. One of the best things, in my view, about the macrobiotic diet is what's not in it. Junk food, soda, and sweetened beverages, and other empty calories. Most of the foods are whole and minimally processed, which also lines up with my usual advice. Every meal, even breakfast, contains vegetables— And you know how I feel about vegetables. There's also an emphasis on eating locally and seasonally, which is great. And you're encouraged to chew slowly, eat mindfully, pay attention to your appetite, and avoid overeating. No argument there. However, there are, in my view, a couple of cons. According to macrobiotic principles, whole grains should comprise 50 to 60% of every meal because whole grains are thought to be balanced in terms of yin and yang vegetables are to make up around one quarter of the plate. Now, as you may already know, while I think grains have a place in a healthy diet, they aren't all that nutritious. I actually prefer the reverse ratio, with vegetables taking up half the plate and starches or grains just a quarter. Like most vegetarian or near-vegetarian diets, the macrobiotic regimen tends to be relatively high in carbs and low in protein. It's also quite low in fat. Now, as long as your total calorie intake is appropriate, this can certainly work. But I wouldn't be surprised if you found yourself a little hungry. Protein and fat go a long way toward making meals satisfying It's also a pretty austere regimen, built on a fairly short list of foods. Not only can this get kind of boring, but the more limited your diet in terms of food choices, the harder you're going to have to work at making sure that you're getting a complete range of nutrients. If I had a patient on a macrobiotic regimen, for example, I'd want to know where their calcium was coming from. Over-reliance on a short list of foods can present other concerns as well, The two staples of the traditional macrobiotic diet, which are brown rice and soy, for example, are both high in phytates, which can impair the absorption of minerals. Now, in the context of a more varied diet, I don't really worry too much about phytates. But eating brown rice and soy at every single meal is exactly the type of scenario in which it might be a problem. In the show notes for today's show, I've included links to previous shows I've done on phytates and on the pros and cons of soy foods, and you'll find those at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. So what's the bottom line on macrobiotic diets? Is this one to try? Well, I don't know about balancing yin and yang, but whenever you remove sugar and processed foods from the diet, the effect is probably going to be good. And I like the focus on whole foods and mindful eating. But as with some of the other diets I've talked about in previous shows, such as the blood type diet or the pH balancing diet, I think the macrobiotic system includes a lot of restrictions and rules that make eating healthy more complicated than it needs to be. And the more stringent variations may even make it tricky to get all the nutrients you need. So I'd suggest that you experiment with care and use your common sense. Meg also asked me to address claims that macrobiotic diets can help cure cancer, and I've run out of time in today's show, but I'll talk a little bit more about diets and cancer in this week's Nutrition Diva newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can sign up for free at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. I want to welcome any new listeners to the podcast this week. If you've just discovered the Nutrition Diva podcast, I hope you'll subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. And for you long-time listeners... If you happen to be on iTunes this week and you think of it, I'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate or review the show. Those ratings and reviews make it a lot easier for others to find the podcast. Thanks for listening today, and remember to eat something
0: good for me. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh Generation Laundry Detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of Seventh Generation. Find Seventh Generation Laundry Detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Sometimes it takes
1: a different approach to help you unlock your true potential.